Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Kelly Green Hour. This is the Eagles Mock Draft Edition. They have eight picks as of right now in the upcoming NFL Draft, which we are just over 24 hours away from beginning. And as a football fan and as a fan just waiting for something, anything to happen instead of just sitting in the house all day, I can't wait. I'm your host, Elger Hero, and joining me as always is Connor. Connor, we are so close, so close, so close. To getting uh, NFL, at least some NFL teams, something on the TV that's NFL related to get back to some normalcy. Yeah, absolutely. I am ecstatic for this. I mean, and, and it's it's just been a general good week. Uh, we we me and my girlfriend found out the gender on Monday. We're doing a big gender reveal for my uh, soon to be child on on uh, Saturday. We're kind of doing a, a little thing. No, no hints. Can't give hints, man. It's too easy. It's just, there's it's only, just, there's it's only just, two genders. It's too simple. Listen, listen. It's just me and you. Nobody else is listening. Just tell, <laughs> tell me. Tell me what it is. I'm, I'll I play wish. Some... <laughs> I wish. But you can wait. Just like everybody has to wait. Everybody finds out the same thing. Well, congratulations day, again, man. Thank you, man. It's It's been a good week. So then the draft, it's just, and then the reveal on Saturday. This is a really good week given all the circumstances going on in the world. But at least in my province, little province in Canada, where we're about 600,000 people, which is sounds super small when we're talking like Philadelphia and stuff. But we have gone three days with zero positive cases. So we're moving in the right direction in That's Canada. because you guys so. listen and take this stuff seriously, unlike the idiots in the United States of America <laughs> that want to go out and protest with without social distancing, without masks, bringing children out. It's because and then governors opening up their states back up and opening beaches. It's because the United States of America is full of a bunch of freaking idiots. That's why. And that's yeah. why we're going to be stuck in this into the fall. Likely. You you are definitely very, very spot on true with that. But we are here to talk Eagles football. Yes. So, yes, I mean, I'm pumped. I am so excited for draft day. The hype is there. The rumors are all over the place. There's news everywhere. Uh, I've been trying to keep up and keep the Kelly Green Hour Twitter full of the news and the rumors of what's going on. And then the big Gronk trade yesterday. It, it's feeling like draft season, even if you know, there isn't actually a physical draft happening. It's it's more of a virtual like fantasy football mock draft type feel. But I'm I'm I mean, very in, I'm very interested in that whole virtual. It, it, I mean, it's fantasy. It's almost like fantasy football. But um, like we actually get to see like, in the quote unquote war rooms of of each of the teams, general managers, head coaches, and all that. So it's definitely going to be interesting. It's going to be funny to see who's the first team to mess up. Um, who's going to have the first technical glitch, which will probably be Cincinnati with pick number one. We'll see about it that. It was during that mock draft, apparently. apparently they, <laughs> and apparently yeah, so. they had a lot of issues. Like like there was people who weren't turning their mics off and stuff, so people were hearing what people were saying and thinking, and that's just crazy. It, it, it's it's crazy to think that we're talking a, a draft like, like a, a meeting at work, like a virtual meeting at work. This is yeah. essentially how we're speaking about the NFL draft right now. So it, yeah. it's going to be so interesting. And you know what? We're probably going to talk about this. I'm going to tell my child about this draft uh, 20 years from now. I'll be like, you'll you'll never believe the type of draft I had back in 2020. 2020. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely going to be one to remember. Um, obviously, the one in Philly three years ago was one to remember just because it was it was outstanding the way the Philly put, uh, the way the city put on for it. But but yeah, this is going to be different uh, for a different reason, obviously. 
Um, so we want to do for today's episode, we want to go over our individual Eagles mock drafts. And again, we did it. We didn't do any trades. We have the Eagles eight picks as they're slotted. Now there is about a 99.9% chance that Howie Roseman will make a trade tomorrow or this weekend somehow, you know, it, it might not be in the first round, but he could make a, a trade in the third round or the sixth round. You never know. But there is an, I'm almost 99.9% sure that that is going to happen. So the Eagles have the 21st pick in the first round. <clears throat> Again, we both did uh, mock simulators on draft networks. Um, I did one. I wanted, I, I, I'm, I'm on, it's the same when it comes to uh, an NCAA tournament bracket. I do one and call it quits. I'm done. I don't sit there and do three or four and then pick from that. <clears throat> I'll do one and, and be good. So with the 21st pick, we know in our in the first round mock draft, you had the Eagles taking Denzel Mims because um, you had the Eagles selection. Who do you have the Philadelphia Eagles taking with the 21st pick? I'm almost certain that both of us think they're trading that pick, whether it's they're moving up or moving back. But since we're not including that, at the 21st pick in the first round of the 2020 NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select. I have from LSU, Edge Kalevon Chaisson. And I have it this way simply for the fact that if it's not one of the big three, I don't think that the Eagles go wide receiver. I just I don't see it. With- I'm hearing a lot more. I think they trade up too because they have a massive love for CD Lamb, but mm-hmm. so do a few other teams. So, I think Howie's right now kind of trying to understand how much he truly has to give up and trying to gauge what he's going to have to do to get up there a, to get his wide receiver yeah, of the future. Yeah, not not to not to cut you off, but there's a rumor that the 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 big four offensive tackles all could go in the top ten. And if that were to happen, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if that were to happen, that is great news for the Eagles because that means all possibly all three of the the top three receivers drop into the teens. And with teams like the Niners wanting to get out of, of that 13 spot, the Eagles might be able to find a trade partner. Yeah, and I mean, I he, I see a very realistic possibility that we see three QBs in the top 10 as well. So, I mean, there could be a lot of movement. There could be a lot of things happening in the top 10. But the minute you exit that top 10, the Jets are really interested in C.D. Lamb. The the Raiders are interested in Judy and Lamb. The 49ers are interested in Judy and Lamb. Ruggs is still in the in talks for those teams too. So it gets really aggressive if we don't get to that 10, 7, 8, 9, 10 area and make that pick. But like I said, I think it's about gauging right now how much it's going to cost Howie because you know Howie, he's not a big guy for giving up more than he has to. He likes to be the one to come out the winner and come out on top and not mortgage the future because he knows the importance of, well, he's starting to realize more the importance of keeping young. But uh, back quick to my pick of Kalevon Chaisson, I think I've seen a lot of stuff saying that they're not really in love with Justin Jefferson. It doesn't look like they're going to go that direction. Mm-hmm. I think they feel like it's a stretch to go after a guy like Denzel Mims uh, or to go after a guy like definitely a guy like LaVisca Cheneau or, or anyone Rager. of this or Jalen Rager. It just feels too quick, feels too soon. So I, this feels like everything of a trade up or trade back scenario but if they stay put by some free chance, I think they go defense. And at, at this position, we know how much he loves that defensive line. Derek Barnett hasn't truly emerged on the edge. And uh, Grant, Brandon Graham isn't getting any younger. 
So I went Caleb on Chase because he is a really high end edge. And I think he could be really, really effective, especially with that log jam at defensive tackle that we have. We have a lot of guys who are going to jam the middle and really open things up for the edges, I think. Yeah, I could see that happening. Well, in the mock draft that I did, somehow he was there at 21. So I took him Jerry Judy. The wide receiver from Alabama. Oh, and man, you got lucky. I don't know how it happened, but he was there and I took him. And if if we get to 21 tomorrow and Jerry Judy is still there, Howie Roseman shouldn't take uh, a minute, shouldn't take 30 seconds, shouldn't take five seconds. It should be a quick – I would say it over the I – would, I would unmute and be like, Jerry Judy, thank you. I, I, I wouldn't even wait. I would do it right then and there. If Jerry Judy is available, Jerry Judy, CLM, you know, Henry Ruggs, if any of the three are there at 21 – you do not hesitate for one second and you take them. I know there's a lot of reports of Jerry Judy, you know, teams taking Judy off of their board because of concerns of his knee. I have zero concerns watching this guy at Alabama. And again, I'm an Alabama fan. So I watch him all the time. He makes a bunch of, he makes nothing or he makes a bunch of something out of nothing with his ability with yards after the catch, catching the football, his speed, he can do it all on the football field. Perfect compliment. You know, to, to on the opposite of Deshaun, if we were to get rid of Alshon Jeffrey and learning from somebody like Deshaun, I don't care what anybody says about Deshaun Jackson. He is the consummate professional and he is going to help whoever the Philadelphia Eagles bring in. And if it's Jerry Judy, if it's CeeDee Lamb, if it's Henry Ruggs, they are going to be learning from one of, from the best deep threat guy in NFL history, a guy who knows how to track the ball better than anybody I've ever seen and a guy that loves the city of Philadelphia, never wanted to leave. If it wasn't for that douchebag Chip Kelly, he would have never left. And he would be setting record after record after record, or he would have set all those records here in Philly. So I think mm-hmm. with him being available, you, you don't waste any time and you take Jerry Judy. And while we both agree that they're going to move up, move back, they're going to do something, they're not going to stay at 21, it wouldn't shock me if the Eagles were able to move up to a 13 with San Francisco or something like that and select the likes of Jerry Judy. But he was available at 21 for me. I didn't hesitate. I took him right away. Wide receiver from Alabama, Jerry Judy's a Philadelphia Eagle. That's an absolute no-brainer. I don't know how that happened. And I know the the, the rumors about the knee and people taking him <laughs> off the draft board or, or thinking that he's going to fall and waiting until the end of the first round. But there's no way you let a talent like that get down Ooh. there. I am If I'm Howie, I'm saying... Yeah, t- I'll take the risk on that knee all day, every day, because, I mean, we need that franchise wide receiver to pair with our franchise quarterback, Carson Wentz, that badly. And I don't even consider it that badly. I think you just can't let that type of talent oh, no, it's get bad. the 21 it, it, at all. It's it's bad. You you need to get a res- you need to get somebody that can grow with Carson Wentz, and Judy would be the perfect complement. So our drafts are clearly going to go extremely different if you yes. were able to get Jerry Judy there because yes. mine has a focus on receiver later now. So uh, so we're going to go to the second round. They have the 53rd pick um, overall, which is the 21st pick in the, in the second round. I have the Eagles select on the defensive lineman. He was there. I took him. Raekwon Davis from Alabama. He, now he's primarily a defensive tackle, and again, they are heavy at the defensive tackle spot, but he can also play on the outside. And I think it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt if you can get younger on the front. And by getting Davis, who did a lot for Alabama, um, he could stop the run, get after the quarterback, um, the the anchor of the Nick Saban defensive line. Um, and you know the Eagles are going to be up against the cap, and who knows what they're going to have to do over the next couple of years when it comes to a Malik Jackson. If Hargraves is going to stay, and I hate to say this, and I and I'm not saying anything's going to happen, or even with Fletcher Cox. I mean, if they're going to have to make moves. 
to to get cap space off. You need somebody that can step right in. And Raekwon Davis wouldn't have to come in right away and start and play, you know, to, and be a, be a factor. He can rotate in, build up, build his body up, and in a year or two, he could be the the star of this defensive line. And I think if he's available there in that second round, if you are able to address the wide receiver spot in the first round, go and get the best defensive player or best you know, player available. And I, I think Raekwon Davis would be that player. Yeah. I mean, that would be definitely be a really good pick. And I mean, I completely agree from the defensive tackle my mentality. I mean, Malik Jackson is injury. There, there's no, there's no, there's always a question mark of, is he going to be able to stay healthy now? And he, he's not getting any younger. Fletcher Cox isn't getting any younger. And Javon Hargrave, we got him, but I mean, what is he like 20, 28 years old? So, I mean, those, those are some, some older guys on the defensive line and how he's always looking to keep the talent in that, on that defensive line replenished and prepared for anything that might happen. Me at 53, uh, since I didn't have the luxury of Jerry Judy and this guy, I was actually surprised to see him drop here, but I know there's some, some concerns about his, the core muscle, but judging by a video I just recently saw, I would have zero concerns and he is a run after yards after the catch machine, um, wide receiver at a Colorado LaVisca Cheneau Jr. Um, I, I like him. I think he can do a lot of things. He can do a lot of good things. No, he's not going to be that guy. Like I don't think he's going to be a franchise altering wide receiver. Like if we were able to get a Ruggs or a Lamb or a Judy, one of the big three. But he's definitely someone who he he's a yak machine. Something that we don't truly have in in Philadelphia. We do have Deshaun Jackson, but I mean, like we said, we he he hasn't been able to stay healthy all the time. He may not be able to always stay on the field. So. A guy like LaVisca Cheneau who can make something out of nothing would definitely be uh, someone who interests me and definitely someone who who could be very interesting with Carson Wentz. Someone who, like, he's got decent hands. He's got some pretty good hands. So someone who you can put the ball in his hands and he can make something out of nothing for you. So I'm going LaVisca Cheneau there at 53. Yeah, I mean, we both realize, I think everybody realizes the Eagles – have to improve the wide receiver. They didn't do it in, uh, in free agency, so they're putting all their eggs in the draft. So they're going to have to make a move in the first couple of rounds. And whether it's Judy, Lamb, Ruggs, um, T. Higgins, Chenault, um, Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State, uh, Justin Jefferson, you know, uh, Jalen Rager, Denzel Mims, there's a bunch of names that have the potential to, to be really good players in the NFL, and the Eagles are going to have to find a way to get one of them. I mean, obviously I prefer one of the big three. I think we both prefer one of the big three, um, but they're going to have to find a way to improve this uh, receiving corpse. And we have them doing it early in this draft. Definitely. It may, it, it makes every bit of sense that if they don't come out with a wide receiver in round one or round two, there is going to be riots and how he's definitely going to have to do something through free agency or a trade, he he He's has gonna, to have something if, if, on his mind. Yeah, they have to have they have to have a move made trade wise if if um they don't do something early on in this draft. All right, let's move to the third round. They have the hundred and third overall pick. Who do you have the Eagles taking? This one's an interesting because this this guy actually really intrigues me. And with the departure of Jordan Howard, we have to prepare for somebody to pair with Miles Sanders, who we clearly know is our workhorse and our back of the future. And I went. Out of Memphis, running back Antonio Gibson. Now, he really intrigues me because he wasn't so as much a running back 
as he was a, a slot receiver and that that switchblade type of offensive weapon. And I mean, with Miles Sanders there and clearly showing an ability to carry the workload of the workhorse back, Antonio Gibson can be used as exactly such uh, a switchblade type weapon who can work out of the slot, who can move outside, who can work out of the backfield. And he's got a in, he's got an incredible frame at six foot one, two hundred and twenty three pounds. Um, and his athletic ability and his speed, his pass catching. He has to work on the pass protecting, but otherwise, obviously, pass protecting is something I would rather teach a guy who's working out of the backfield than the, the ability to run, the ability to make plays happen, the pass catching. So I went with Antonio Gibson out of Memphis here. All right. I think that's kind of early for a running back for the Eagles. We'll see. I actually, just as a look forward in mind, I didn't have them taking a running back because I think they're bringing somebody back. I think Shady's coming back. In all honesty, and I know that mm-hmm. doesn't feel like that. That doesn't feel like a, a, a future need or whatever at the running a running back position. But I think that Shady's coming back, and and your running backs will be Sanders, Shady, and your favorite Boston Scott. Um, but mm-hmm. that's just me. Um, I have the Eagles staying on the defensive side of the ball and going with Kavon Wallace, the safety out of Clemson. They're gonna have to. We we talk about it all the time. They have to work on their safety position. Malcolm Jenkins is gone. We know Jalen Mills is on a one-year deal trying to see if he can play the safety position and be the jack-of-all-trade. Will Parks is coming in. Ronnie McLeod's back for two years at least. So, But they have to get younger at the position, and, and Kevon Wallace was a really good safety in Clemson. Um, he he sidelined the sideline, tracked the ball and everything. So I think Wallace will come in and be a, a, a guy that can start on special teams, be, be a contributor on special teams. And if things don't work out with Jalen Mills, maybe he can – have a shot at one of those safety spots, a uh, rover spot, something like that, and get himself on the field. Yeah, I mean, I saw Kevon Wallace there, and I was really intrigued. I mean, there's there's a few things in his game that I don't love, but like I'm I'm one of those guys who I do, and I know you don't think the same as me in this in this regard, but I find that it's a patch job at safety right now, and yes, it needs to be addressed. We need to start looking at ways to fix it. Will Parks? What can he be? Will he be able to emerge? Jalen Mills, can he become that jack of all trades? Rodney McLeod, none of these guys are going beyond two years with the team. So I think it's a bit of a patch job at the safety position, and I think it needs to start to be addressed semi-early in this draft and and in future drafts as well, because I just don't think what we have is going to stick. I do love Rodney McLeod, but the Will Parks experiment and the Jalen Mills I'm just not 100% sold, and and after what we had with Malcolm Jenkins and what Malcolm Jenkins was able to establish at the position with us. Yeah, exactly, and that's why I think when when, he, when I saw that he was available, I I jumped on it, and he he can help the team instantly. All right, moving on to the fourth round, the Eagles have three picks: 127, 145, and 146. Uh, we can just we'll give all three. I'll go first. I went with the 127th pick, Devin Duvernay, a wide receiver out of Texas. Another guy. He's he's kind of a slot. He's more of a slot receiver, but. A guy that could catch almost anything that comes his way, got speed. So I think, again, they're going to have to rebuild this wide receiver position. And if they can get two or three receivers in this draft, you do it. And that's what they're going to do with uh, Judy, who I had in the first round, and DuVernay in the fourth. And Shane would be happy since he's a big Texas fan. Uh, With the 145th pick, I went Jonathan Garvin, defensive end for Miami. Again, Howie Roseman loves the defensive line, uh, offensive line, defensive line, and Defensive end is a position that they're not as strong as you talked about. You know, we know what Brandon Graham's about, but Derek Barnett not as has not been where we expected him to be at this point in, in his career. 
Um, obviously, a lot could change if they were to, say, trade for Yannick Ngakwe, which I don't think is going to happen. But mm. if it were to happen, um, then this would definitely change our our um, our mock drafts. And then with the 146, Big they down. went uh, – yeah, and with the 146, I went with Jack Driscoll, offensive tackle from Auburn. Um, they need depth at at the tackle position. Um, mm-hmm. Alapoli Vati Vati is gone. Jason Peters isn't here. Possibly coming back. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I don't see it happening. We know Andre Dillard is your left tackle, and Lane Johnson's your right tackle. But beyond that, there's is it, is it going to be Mylotta? Do they have faith in him? Matt Pryor? Um, we don't know. Um, but they have to mm-hmm. get younger. Um, and they need to build depth on that offensive line. So I think with these three fourth-round picks, that's what they do at all those positions. They bring in younger, faster guys and guys that can build, uh, build depth in the offseason. Yeah, and I mean, one of those rumors that we have heard is that how we want to add speed all, yep. all, at all positions. This draft is about getting younger and adding speed all over that field. That's why, I mean, the disappointment for people that he's not going to go linebacker, the likelihood that he won't go linebacker early or even often like they're hoping. And the, this idea of Justin Jefferson are going after more big framed, big bodies, big catch radius wide receivers like that. That mentality, I think, has to be shaken because that that's not what how he wants, how he wants to get young and how he wants to get fast. With the 127th pick in the draft, I'm going with Brandon Jones, the safety out of Texas. Um, for me, I mean, like we said, the safety position has to start to be addressed and we have to start putting some young potential projects behind these guys to see if this doesn't work out, if one of these guys is able to step into the role. Uh, Brandon Jones, for me, he's more of a zone safety. He's that type of guy. He's going to be one of those guys who can really help out He's, he's not one of those guys who's necessarily going to be capable of tracking with a speedy receiver if if a cornerback gets burned and stuff. But that's why we have Darius saying stuff, the anticipation that we're not going to see as many burnt receivers getting down the field and being left and having and, safety facing them into the dust. Yeah, and he kind of reminds me, if I'm thinking of the right guy, because I was looking at him also, um, I, th- I, th- I think he's kind of like the size of a Cam Chancellor type. He, he's not, like you said, he's not going to – he's what? Six foot two oh five. Oh, I'm I'm thinking of their other safety. I think then because th- I I feel like you you mentioned it. He's he's not going to be able to tr- run with receivers, but he's more of a downhill in the box type of safety. If I'm thinking of the right guy, and and that's kind of where the Cam Chancellor comparison comes for me. I'm not saying he's going to be Cam Chancellor because Cam Ch- Chancellor, you know, in the the Legion of Boom days was really good, but I think that's where you know he, his game could be comparable to. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what he is. He's more of a box safety if he's given time to see the play, to read the play, and to help out. But he he's an urgent player. He's physical. He's he's kind of he's got that, that twitch to him. So I mean, I can see where he could become a really valuable safety in in a four three defense where he's there just helping out and he can handle the tight ends if need be in coverage. But he's not gonna step up and be like a Malcolm Jenkins or he's not gonna be able to keep up if if uh, cornerbacks get burnt. But like I said, with Darius Slay now, hopefully we see a lot less of that. Um, at the one forty five pick. I went to the linebacker position, Wake Forest, Justin Stranded, Stranded, I think is how you pronounce his name. Um, For for me, I think this is where you have the back-to-back picks. There's some okay linebackers. There's there's some decent ones who can step into play. Um, Justin Strand is one of those guys who I think is definitely going to be able to step in and play. He's a very rangy, uh, rangy linebacker. He's, He's 
he's actually decent in coverage. He can keep pace with some of those slot guys, and he can definitely play physical against the tight ends. Um, obviously, any linebacker nine times out of ten is going to be a mismatch in those situations. So there's a chance that he will continue to be a mismatch, but maybe not so bad. Although one of his weaknesses is tackling, which we would like to see fixed. If you have a couple guys who can tackle around him and he can be that guy who runs stride for stride. Don't with, put Nate Jerry on the field then. Yeah, no, no Nate Jerry. But if you have other guys, like he's just that athletically gifted type of guy who who can kind of help chase down a play, that type of uh, linebacker that, that Schwartz and Roseman like in this type of scheme. You're just not going to see them invest heavily at the linebacker position or multi, in multiples, I, I feel, at the linebacker position this year um and then at the 146 pick this one's a weird one there was i didn't love what was there so i went with this one the qb from florida international james morgan um i think for me we can only play this game of chicken with nate sudfeld for so long and keep nate sudfeld around for so long with these tenders these one-year contracts and stuff. So I'm going with the developmental project who's actually beginning to rise up the ranks um, and rise up some draft boards in James Morgan as someone who can back up Carson Wentz and we can move on from Nate Sudfeld. What we see in Nate Sudfeld, there's some other teams who see it too and somebody eventually is going to step in and probably take Nate Sudfeld out from under us or is going to force our hand in, in paying the guy. And we've been lucky enough to not have to really pay him and been lucky enough to not really have to see him on the field all too often, but there's something there that Howie likes, that Doug likes, and that the other teams around us like in him. So I think we need to prepare for life after Nate Sudfeld and get another developmental guy in behind him. And James Morgan, he's got the size, he's got the mobility, he's got really good arm strength, but he's got some things that he needs to develop, like you know, throwing 10 yards, you don't have to throw a bullet or like a Hail Mary type pass to the people. So, I mean, he needs to work on some of that as awareness of the field and, and awareness of depth of targets and stuff. But that 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 was a different move for me, but I didn't love what was there at 146. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the, the quarterback. I, again, this goes back to even Clayton Thorson last year. They 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 were more reactive in that because they won it. Um, Easton Stick. stick who went mm. a pick before to, to the uh, Chargers. So, uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of just drafting a quarterback because you want a young quarterback on your – like, th- that's just not me. And, again, you're right. Depending on who's there, maybe he's the best available player. Then you do it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not too keen in, on, on taking a quarterback. Um, I, I really think that the Eagles have more pressing needs and need to get younger at other positions before that they force themselves in, into a quarterback. All right, mm-hmm. on to the fifth round. I picked number 168. Who do you have the Philadelphia Eagles selecting? I have them going back to the wide receiver position, and this guy has probably been my favorite wide re- receiver through the whole draft process, and I've actually tweeted about him on occasion and talked about him on occasion from a fantasy perspective as well. It's a wide receiver out of Wisconsin, Quintez Cephas. 
he is a guy who, if you watch the film, he plays all over the field. He played slot. He played outside. He did this some wide. He ran. He even ran like a wide receiver sweep type play. He's not generally overly fast, but he's someone you can put anywhere on the field, and he's going to be able to make plays. And he was one of the more reliable targets at Wisconsin, if not the most reliable target at Wisconsin, for not a very good quarterback either. So I think the quarterback play definitely kind of hurt. Quintus Cephas but this is a guy who if you can get him this late in the draft and you can get him on the field I think he can do some really good things with Carson Wentz he's got some great hands he can be very reliable and he can play all over the field and as we know I mean Deshaun Jackson's getting older what is J-Jaw going to be Alshon Jeffrey the question mark there who's going to be a slot receiver I know we have Greg Ward but there's obviously someone who can compete with Greg Ward so Cephas can come in and make all of those guys play just a little bit harder and try a little bit harder I think and again another receiver because the Eagles need to to improve it and bring in bodies I went with a cornerback um we know that Darius Slay is the starter but behind him a bunch of question marks um, Russell, there's a possibility Russell Douglas could get traded. Um, Sidney Jones coming into his fourth year. Um, he, it, it's, it's make or break time for him. Um, Avante Maddox, I think they see more as a, a, of a safety. Um, he, he can't really, I don't think he's an outside um, corner. He's more of a slot or safety. So, so they're going to need to bring in more bodies. I went with Josiah Scott out of Michigan state. Uh, we know the type of defense Michigan state likes to play. Um, they, they're usually physical, um, get right up on receivers. Now, I mean, when you're going up against the likes of Ohio state all, every year, it, it does make, make it tougher because the, the speed that they have, but Josiah Scott could come in. He doesn't have to be the number one corner for the Eagles play. Um, you, you know, he could be some, again, the Eagles last year had quantity over quality. They finally have a quality guy in Darius Slay. They need to build that up now. And this is where they're going to have to try to bring in some guys that are going to be looking to battle. And I think Josiah Scott has the opportunity to come in um, and, and make a name for himself. Again, you don't have to go out there and cover the number one receiver of the opposing team. Darius Slay can take care of that. You go out there and, and you cover the the Randall Cobbs or um, of the likes of that, you know, and just stop them there. And you're going to get tested, obviously, when Darius Slay is on the other side. So the Eagles, again, just like they're doing with other positions, they, they want to get younger, faster, um, and bring in some depth. And I think Scott's going to provide some depth. Yeah, I mean, that like it goes without saying. I mean, we we do need to prepare at the cornerback position and to kind of rebuild that cornerback room. I mean, we've moved Jalen Mills out. Like you said, Russell Douglas might be gone. Uh, and Sidney Jones, is Sidney Jones like he played well at the end of last season? Is he going to be able to be that CB2 across from Darius Slay? And obviously we have a couple different options in the at the nickel corner position. So, I mean, it's, it's a really interesting room and something that we were so proud to talk about um at the start of the year for the quantity over the quality and oh my gosh look at all this potential that we had and yeah it ended up being a weakness yet again and we had to go out and get Darius Slay and we really had to address the position so preparing for you know depth at that position and quality depth or even developmental pieces who might who have high ceilings to become quality depth is definitely something that needs to be considered and then on to the sixth round which is the Eagles final uh, with the Eagles' final pick at 190, I went with another cornerback. I can't, I, 
looking at this, I didn't go linebacker. I didn't go interior line. Jeez. <laughs> I didn't go running back. The interior offensive line, though, this draft is it's tough. Like they're I think behind, rate, yeah. after they're Cesar the Ruiz, mid, it's they're, yeah, they're rate, but they're like the run of them is gonna be right where we after we draft. So if we stick at 21, the run of them I think is gonna start right around pick 31, 32, and it's about three or four guys, and then boom, it's it's done. So I mean, I just don't think that most of them will be there at 53. I think we're in a bad spot to address the interior offensive line. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. But with the 190th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, I have the Philadelphia Eagles selecting Javelin Gidry, the cornerback out of Utah. He ran a 4-2-9-40 at the, at the, um, the Combine, a guy that can flat out run. And I think he has a chance to, you know... <laughs> The Eagles have a chance again. What you mentioned it earlier. What does Howie want to do? He wants to uh, get faster. Speed, 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 speed. And if you can get Gidry in the sixth round, you do it. Like I said, he was the second fastest at the the combine behind Henry Ruggs. He ran a four two nine. You can get that in the sixth round. You'll you'll take that every day. And you can't teach speed. Um, if you have somebody that mm-hmm. can teach technique and can teach going after the football, good. But you can't teach somebody to run fast. And this is what this guy does. Yeah, I debated two cornerbacks actually with this pick as well and it was between him javelin gidry and this guy who i took cornerback from georgia southern kindle vildor um i mean for me gidry i just don't love the size that's there um but i mean i guess he's, i didn't go much bigger with kindle vildor as he's five foot ten 185 um but i mean he can probably fill out his body and one of his strengths is his zone coverage being a zone coverage cornerback which if I mean, we are a zone scheme team. So, I mean, we have Darius say we have that guy who's going to press right up and be on that number one. But a guy who can play quality and strong zone coverage play, playing that five to ten yards off and then being able to break on the play and make the play is, is something that should intrigue the Eagles because we haven't had anyone who can really play the zone coverage position with much quality they just get burned or they're just laying off because they know they're going to get burned so they lay off and tr- hope that that they can keep the play in front of them whereas this guy can actually play his own scheme and not necessarily for the purpose of not getting burned but for the purpose of that's generally what he can actually do um I mean, obviously, there's some some traits that aren't the greatest for the guy. I mean, he he can get burned because, you know, he is his own coverage guy. So you, you have that expectation that his speed isn't necessarily all there. And he's not the world's greatest tackler. But uh, to the same point, like if you're a good zone guy and you can read the play, as long as you can keep the play in front of you, that could be something that intrigues him at the CB2 position as a, and as a developmental piece. <clears throat> yep. And again... You mentioned it, just bringing in depth and bringing in guys that that can compete and and just make the others around them better. All right, so there are our Eagles-only mock drafts. I went with Jerry Judy, Raekwon Davis, Kavon Wallace, Devin DuVernay, Jonathan Garvin, Jack Driscoll, Josiah Scott, and Javelin Guidry. And, Connor, you went with? Kelevon Chaisson, LaVisca Cheneau, Antonio Gibson, Brandon Jones, Justin Strand, James Morgan, Quintus Cephas, and Kindle Vildor. We'll see who's closest. I bet you that out out of these 16 picks that we did, we probably have a combined two right, if that. 
if we're lucky if we're like no one gets in the mind of howie it just does not happen and i mean i didn't love where this landed it's so tough to tell where things land come draft night the these draft like the draft network and people they try to see it but it's so tough to say what every war room's different every team's mentality is different and having jerry judy land at 21 gives you an odds on very good chance that you might get it because we might move up and take yeah, him so that's, that's a that's a lucky shot for you there all right but so i'm just pumped up oh definitely pumped up so before we, we finish off what were um we, we you know gronkowski got traded to tampa bay yesterday um the niners looking to they, they have the 13th and 31st but after that they don't have a pick i think it's all the fourth round so they're looking to move one or both of them back to, to garner picks in the second and third round um what are some other rumors going around that that caught your eye um that fans can look forward to during the draft this weekend well i mean i think just watching the 49ers in general is going to be super interesting because not only are they shopping 13 and 31 they're shopping a lot of big names they're shopping Quan alexander they're shopping tevin coleman they're shopping marquise goodwin they're shopping a lot of people because they don't have much cap space and and they definitely need i if i was them i'd be trying looking to try and keep those picks but i think they're just the picks are out there as a sweetener to get rid of some of these pieces and some of this dead cat i would say dead cap that they're carrying i would take Quan alexander too in a heartbeat um but like i mean they're they're shopping a lot of pieces and the rumor is that they're interested in rasul douglas so if i'm howie and there's something that kind of clicks between rasul douglas Quan alexander and some some sort of pick exchange that interests me that intrigues me so i'm just watching i'm watching the 49ers big time those rumors are, intrigue me a lot the oj howard i have oj howard in a ton of fantasy football leagues and i was like so pumped when tom brady came i was like oh my god he loves tight ends and then of course gronk ruins it all <laughs> throws everything for a whirl so where he might end up he's an athletically gifted freak at the tight end position so oh, i'd I love to see him. where he lands yeah and i'm um, also the, the new rumor that there's apparently a lot of teams that are calling the washington redskins for that number two pick i don't see mm. the redskins giving it up but if they're able to get a, a haul for that and if a team wants Chase Young as bad as they do, or if they want to trade up for a Tua or Justin Herbert as bad as they do, if I'm Washington, I'm definitely listening. And I'm I'm definitely, you know, gonna if I can get what the Bears gave up to move up, what, two spots, one spot, if I can get that plus more from a team, I do it. You know, the the, the I don't know the Redskins are probably in better as you mentioned before, better position than the New York Giants, but they're not gonna win in the next two, three years. So if you can mm. get a bunch of draft capital and build this young team with this new coaching staff you do it and another interesting rumor that should come is literally zero surprise to the world i don't know if you saw this but the new york giants are shopping their what are they the fourth pick in the fifth pick in the draft right they're right behind fourth detroit fourth pick. are they four okay they're trying to shop the fourth round pick and tried to get build some value up by you know creating this rumor that they were interested in Justin Herbert despite having Daniel Jones and to nobody's it shock, is a new it is a new it, coaching staff though so and but to nobody's shock whatsoever nobody is biting at all Dave Gettleman is going to probably have to use that pick because he's getting nowhere near the valley they thought and we all know Dave Gettleman is just a terrible manager so he's trying to shop probably asking for a lot and people are like get out of here you're a joke we saw the picture of you and your desk yeah, and you know they. Oh, I mean, 
they should have went with the quarterback back when they took Saquon Barkley. They could have had Sam Darnold. Um, but you know, we'll see how we'll see how things shape out. Um, as again, we are just over 24 hours away from the 2020 NFL draft kicking off from the homes of the general managers and the commissioner of the NFL. Uh, so it's definitely going to be fun, definitely going to be different, and one that I think we're going to all remember because of the the how different it is compared to other years when it's in a city. It was supposed to be in Vegas this year. I think it would have been really cool, you know, the the draft picks mm. um, being canoed or boated, whatever, across the fountain to the stage. But we'll have to, we'll have to hold off on that. And I love the hats. I'm, bu- I'm definitely buying an Eagles draft hat. I really like those like neon type look going on. I'm definitely I'm in for purchasing one of those. So um, I, I'm I'm really excited too. I mean I feel bad for the the players. This was a this was a big moment. This was your big moment, and and you still have that moment. You get your name called, but instead they're just gonna flash to you in your living room with whoever you're quarantined with. Yeah. Just being excited, maybe shedding a tear or two, but not getting the opportunity to walk across the stage and stuff. Um, but like we said, you, you're always going to look back and you're going to at the end of your career, you're going to be like, I was part of the, that. I was part of that draft. I was part of the COVID-19 draft where I was sitting in my living room and got the call from Dave Gettleman or and it got announced over like a three way web conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be different and definitely one that I think the ratings are going to be through the roof like ridiculously through the roof, even for NFL standards, um, because what is everybody else going to do tomorrow? You're, you're not going to do anything. You can't go to the draft. You can't go to a bar to watch it. So Nope, uh, but I think they'll definitely get a whole lot of ratings because oh, yes, there's are. nothing live or not much beyond like WWE that's live on TV anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, but for those of you who don't, you've got to follow the Kelly Green Hour. I've been posting all the news, all the rumors, trying to keep up with everything. And I'm definitely going to be posting all weekend for it. And you can also follow me at Connor10 because I'm going to be tweeting a lot for the True North Fantasy football people and uh, looking at the outlook for fantasy, offensive fantasy football playing options so, as well. I think the draft starts at 8, if I'm not mistaken, right? 7, mm-hmm. 8. I think I want to say eight. The Eagles have the 21st pick, 10 minutes in between each pick, 200-ish minutes. It could be like 11.30, 12 o'clock before the Eagles pick um, unless they trade up. So it, it, while it's going to be a long night, it's going to be one worth it just because what else – again, what else are you going to do? And we've been waiting for some type of sports, live sporting to happen, and we finally have it with the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just cannot wait. All right. Some normalcy in life. Yes. Don't forget to follow the Kelly Green Hour on Twitter at Kelly Green Hour. Again, follow Connor on Twitter at Connor10 and follow me on Twitter at LJHorrell54. For Connor, I'm LJ. Thank you for listening to the Kelly Green Hour. It was our 2020 Eagles NFL mock draft. Thank you for listening. Go Birds.